0: So, I mean, still in the spirit of Christmas, Kevin wanted me to share a little bit about how we celebrate Christmas in Ghana. Well, uh, depending on where you are or where you are from in Ghana, Christmas is a little bit different. There is, however, a theme that runs through, I mean, from north to south, east to west. Christmas is basically about family. People crisscross the country. Everybody tries to go somewhere and spend Christmas with family. Most people return to their ancestral homes or their hometowns, wherever they came from. Everybody comes from wherever, whichever town they are in, and everybody goes there. And together, as a family, they celebrate Christmas. Another thing that is common throughout is um, church, church activities. On Christmas Eve, usually there are church services. It's usually the time when they put on Christmas plays, the nativity, about the birth of Christ and invite people almost throughout the country. That goes on on Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Day, it's a big, big thing for churches. Everybody goes to church. It's like people who never go to church go to church on Christmas and Easter in Ghana. So church services... Christmas morning, a big thing. Then after that, families get together and eat and do other things. And oh, the food. Something else. Okay. Food. There's lots and lots of food. Lots and lots of meat. All kinds of meat. I should say also that Christmas usually begins from like December 20th. When Uh, offices start closing down for their Christmas holidays and it lasts usually to like the second or third of the New Year because we usually combine the Christmas and the New Year celebrations together. So it's a big family thing. That's why people travel everywhere to be with family. So that is it about Christmas in Ghana. It's a big celebration, mainly with families, And uh, church service and, I mean, Christian activities are a big part. There there, there are, I mean, parades and things like that through the streets in some cities and things like that. It's a big thing. It's very enjoyable. And the food is always very, very good. Amen? So we started the Christmas season by looking at uh, a series that, Uh, Pastor Kevin kicked off last week. We are titling the series, um, uh, The Culture of Christmas. The Culture of Christmas. Pastor Kevin kicked it off by looking at God with us. This morning, I'm going to look at the second part of the uh, three-part series. Uh, We are going to look at peace on earth. Peace on earth. The Gospel of of Luke uh, records the announcement of the birth of Christ to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And that is where we start from this morning. If you have your Bibles, can you please open with me to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14? And I would be reading from the New King James Version, all my. Verses will be from there. All my quotes will be from there unless I say otherwise. So Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14. Verse 2 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid then the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold i bring to you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of david who is christ the lord and this will be the sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising the Lord saying verse 14 glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men amen verse 14 is where we are going to camp out today But before we do that, let's watch this short uh, video. So this video showed the number of battles that have happened since the beginning of time. Recorded ones, the ones that we don't know about and have not recorded, were not represented here. And the video was up to 2017. We know that there was going on right now, even as we speak. And as you can see, There were so many wars. I don't know what was happening in that region. So many wars have happened on earth. So when the hosts of heaven talked about peace on earth, they clearly were not talking about the absence of war. Because we see that there were wars long before Christ was born and there were wars after he was born. So, when they announced his birth to the shepherds and they also said peace on earth, they were clearly not talking about the lack of war or the absence of war. The world has not known peace from wars since people began to multiply and live on the earth. According to the people who produced that video and from Wikipedia, they said there had been 10,624 battles in the last 4,500 4, years of human history. Another statistics says that in the last 3,400 years, humans have been entirely at peace for only 268 years. That is only 7.8 percent of the time. In the last 3,400 years. And in this, with this statistics, defines uh, war as any conflict that claimed a thousand or more lives. Any conflict that claims a thousand or more lives. And they've defined peace on earth as a lack of war that claimed 1,000 or more lives. You and I know that there were conflicts that did not claim 1,000 or more lives, but were still serious conflicts that claimed lives. If we added those into the equation, we know that the world has not been at peace in terms of lack of wars for the 7.8% that they are talking about. So peace on earth, as proclaimed by the host of heaven, was clearly not talking about the absence of war. So what did they mean when they said peace on earth and goodwill towards men? That is what we hope to examine this morning. But before we do, shall we say a short prayer? Our Lord and our Master, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for coming and for dying for us. Dying on the cross through no fault of yours, but dying on the cross so that we might have peace with God. We thank you. We bless you. We thank you that you have promised to be with us always. We thank you that you are here with us. Even as we look at scripture this morning, we ask that, Father, you would speak to us through your word. We pray, Lord, that we will not live here without hearing from you. You know each and every one of us. You know what we need to hear this morning. Father, speak into our hearts and meet us at our point of need. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Oxford English Dictionary defines peace as a situation or a period of time in which there is no war or violence in the country or area in question. It also defines peace as the state of being calm and quiet. And the Oxford English Dictionary also defines peace as the state of living in friendship with each other. Apart from these definitions, we all have different viewpoints on peace somebody asks you, what is peace? I'm sure you have something to say. When you usually ask people on Monday morning, how was your weekend? They probably will say something like, oh, it was peaceful and quiet. That does not mean that they didn't do anything on the weekend. It simply means that they did not go through the day-to-day grind of Monday to Friday. It just means that they had a little more relaxing time than they usually do from Monday through Friday. If you ask a mother who has little children of varying ages, what is peace? What does peace mean to you? She would also have something to say. Usually their definition of peace might take into consideration something like, oh, I was not running after children, picking up toys, shouting on them, don't hit your brother, okay? Oh, telling them, quiet, can can we play the silent game for a minute? That's what peace might mean to a mother of little children. To some people, peace means having an elaborate security system at home, having bodyguards, or maybe having a piece of seal in your pocket, having a gun to protect yourself. That's what peace means to some people. The story is told of a young man who... After many years of trying to overcome addiction, somebody asked him, why? What happened? All those years, why couldn't you stop? And he said, heroin gave me a little piece of peace for a short period of time. So to the drug addict or the alcoholic, I'm sure we all know people like that, Peace means just having a short period of calmness in their minds or their bodies for a short period of time. But clearly, the verses we just read from Luke chapter 2, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, does not mean any of those things. Or it means something, including peace those things, and that's what we want to look at this morning. From the short video, again, we saw that there has been no period, in the, a very little period in the history of the earth, in the history of mankind, since records were kept, very little period where there was no war. So even just defining peace in terms of war, we know that there is no peace on earth, either before or after Christ came. Jesus' arrival, arrival on earth, therefore, did not mean that on earth there was an end to conflict. Be it in terms of war, or be it in our own insides, or be it in our families. In fact, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 to 36, Jesus himself said this, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Direct contradiction to what the host said, right? But no, it's all in agreement. I have come, Jesus said, to bring... I have not come to bring peace, but the sword. For I have come to set man against his father, and a daughter against his mother, and a daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. So clearly... Peace as we understand it, or as we see it, or as we define it, like this statistics define it as conflicts in which less than, I mean, more than a thousand people died. Peace as we understand it is not what the host of heaven declared when they declared the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus made it clear. He did not come to bring peace as we understand it. He specifically said he had come to divide. And not to unite. You see the sword of the Word of God is able to divide between believers and unbelievers and bring the lack of peace. The sword of the Word of God, the gospel is able to bring division. When one person accepts Christ and decides to live according to, 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 to the prescriptions of what Christ tells us in the Bible, and the other person in the family decides not to accept Christ, there is not going to be a, a peace in the family. There's going to be conflict and division. And this is what Christ was talking about when he said he had not come to bring peace, but the sword. That is what the sword of the word does. This division we know runs in our families even till today. So, what was the host of heaven referring to when they said, peace on earth at the birth of Jesus Christ? First, uh, it should be noted that the popular version of Luke chapter 2, verse 14, that we all know, peace on earth and goodwill towards men, is the King James and New King James version of the, the, the translation of that text from the original uh, uh, text. Glory to God, it says, on, in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to us men. That's what we all learned as children, and that's what we all know today. In all the Christmas movies that we watch, that is the version they use. The text, however, reads a little differently from modern translation. That take into account all the other manuscripts that are available today to us, and the translation that they come out with is consistent with other scripture, other scriptures in the Bible. The New Living Translation, for example, translates that uh, uh, verse 14 of Luke chapter 2 as "Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom." God is pleased. The New American Standard Version, the 2020 version, says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst people with whom he is pleased. And the CBS translation says, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. So you can see that peace on earth is not a generalization of peace to everybody as we usually understand it, but it is people. It is to people who God favors and to people who please God. Thus the peace on earth which the host of heaven promised with the coming of Jesus Christ was to those who believed the good news of his death, and the good news of what he did for each and every one of us on the cross and accept him as savior and live, with, live their lives trusting in him and walking closely with him. Peace on earth, therefore, is not to everybody, but to those who believe in Jesus Christ, it's promised peace. Amen. Amen? If you were here and you have believed in Jesus Christ, the peace that was declared by the host of heaven at the birth of Christ is yours. Amen? Amen. You see, the purpose of Jesus Christ's coming, the purpose of God incarnate coming and, and living amongst us as a man was to reconcile us with our God it was to bring peace between us and God we all know that God made the earth and he made us and he gave us the earth to live in the earth and to enjoy it with that he gave us instructions on how to live on earth enjoy it yet somewhere along the line We chose to follow our own ways and our own desires. We chose to follow the desires of our flesh and the desires of our mind. And because we did that, we rebelled directly against God and his law that that he's given us and the commandments that he has given us for living here on earth. This brought separation between us and him. This was literally us declaring war. Against him. Peace was lost at that point. There was no peace on earth. But way before we were born, praise the Lord, God Himself had made provisions that Christ would come and restore that peace. That peace would be restored in every single person who believes in Christ. And trust him. God had put that plan into effect. Thank God that Christ came, lived amongst us, lived a sinless life amongst us, and went voluntarily to the cross to shed his own blood for our sins. We today who have trusted in Christ, who have believed in God, can have peace with God. Amen. Colossians 1, 19-21 says, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. Speaking of Jesus Christ, that is, all the fullness should dwell. And by him, again, Jesus Christ, to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth, all things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, and this letter was to, to believers, you who once were alienated and enemies of, in, in your minds by uh, uh, wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. We, because of our own uh, 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 um, rebellion against God, living our own ways, Uh, uh, doing our own things, and not following his laws, became enemies with God. We became separated from God. Because of that, peace was not here on earth. But the moment we trust God, the moment we turn our lives to God, peace is restored in our lives. Everything that we need to make peace with God, everything that we need to reconcile with him, has been fully and completely made available to us in Jesus Christ by God himself. There is nothing that anyone can add to it. There is nothing that anyone can take away from it. God has already made everything that we need available to us. Amen. If you have not yet taken advantage of it, today is your day. It is available to you. You can accept the finished work of Christ on the cross and peace will be restored between you and God today. By coming on earth and living a sinless life and dying on the cross for the sins of mankind, Jesus has made it possible for every single person to have peace with God and for peace to prevail on earth. Amen. If you are listening to me today, I implore you, Get Jesus. Amen. Get Jesus. For peace to prevail on earth, we all need to get Jesus. If you want to have peace on earth, the peace that was declared by the hosts of heaven, get Jesus. With the birth of Jesus came peace on earth. But you need to accept Jesus into your life. You need to accept Jesus into your heart. For that peace that was declared to prevail. It was no accident that peace on earth was declared with the birth of Jesus. It's a package. When you accept Jesus into your life, peace is restored between you and God. And with that peace comes all other things that your viewpoints are as peace. To that mother who has little children, peace is restored despite the noise, despite the children clamoring and running around. Peace is restored in her heart. Amen. Uh, Epictetus, a first century uh, writer, expressed it like this. While the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, He's unable to give peace from passion, grief, and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns for more than even outward peace. There is a yearning in all of us for peace. This guy was a pagan, Epictetus. He was a pagan. And yet he realized the fact that there is a yearning in man which is far beyond the peace that surrounds us. And he realized that the emperor can do a lot. The government can do a lot. Law enforcement can do a lot to try and bring us peace. But the peace we really yearn for cannot be found, cannot be provided by the government. It can only be provided by Christ. Get Jesus, I say. Get Jesus if you have not already gotten him. Amen. Even before he was born, the prophet Isaiah said of Jesus, in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, he said, Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born. This is another popular verse that we read at times like this when we celebrate Christmas. Isaiah chapter 9, 6 and 7, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did you get that? He is called, once more, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. Get Jesus, I say. Get Jesus. There is no end to the peace he can provide you. And you can read the the rest of verse 7. It talks about uh, um, he's going to sit upon uh, the throne of David and rule forever. Get Jesus. You can't go wrong on that. For he is the prince of peace. He himself is the peace that our heart yearns for. When you have the Prince of Peace in your heart, you have peace with God, and together with that, you have peace in all the other areas of your life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, speaking of Jesus, said this, For he himself is our peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is our peace. When you have Christ in you, you have peace on earth. Peace on earth can only be gotten with Christ in you. David Brown, a Bible commentator, said this. Peace with God is a grand necessity of a fallen world. To bring in this and all other peace in its train was The prime error of our Savior to this earth. Jesus came just so that we would have peace with God, just so that peace would prevail on earth. And that peace is not automatic, it's not for everybody, it's for those who put their trust in Him, who accept Him as their Lord and personal Savior, who put their their, their, their daily lives into his hands and live by what he has asked us to. That peace becomes yours at that point. If you have not yet done so again, I say, get Jesus. I love the quote from David Brown. David Brown is saying, it is important for us to have peace with God by accepting what Jesus has done for us. He's also saying that the sole purpose, the reason why Christ came is for you and I to have peace here on earth. And again, he's saying, when we accept Christ, all other peace comes with it. Get Jesus. Jesus himself said this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. There's no peace in your life. If you're looking for peace, I say, get Jesus. He said he gives you peace, not as the world gives. Like that uh, 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 first century uh, pagan said, the government can only give you peace around you. But there's a yearning for something more. That is what Christ gives you. It's not the peace of the of of, of the lack of war, of of the lack of noise around us, of the quietness of lifting up our feet and and, and sitting in, 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 in our armchairs at home, that is not the peace that Christ gives. He gives us peace with God, and together with that, gives us everything. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Be not afraid when you have my peace. Amen. Get Jesus. Colossians three fifteen says, "And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called, one body. And to, and, and be thankful. Look, Christ has called us to peace. There's another verse that says that if if it relies on you, live peaceably with all men." Christ has called; He has come and died for us so that we would have peace with God, so that we would have peace in us. And this verse in Colossians is telling us that we should let that peace rule in us. And it tells us that we have been called as one body. Look, when you are a child of God, by, when you have become a child of God by accepting Christ's finished work on the cross, you are an ambassador of Christ. You are an ambassador of peace on earth. Something I read when I was preparing for this said that our neighbors should not be worried about having Christians as neighbors because we are ambassadors of the peace of Christ. Our bosses should not be worried about having Christians as workers because we are ambassadors of the peace of Christ. Wherever we find ourselves, our friends, our family members should not be worried about having Friends or, or, or family members that are Christians. Because we are ambassadors of, 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 of Christ. We are ambassadors of peace on earth. As I said, adversity is that if it relies on you, if it is in your power, live peaceably with all men. Peace on earth, after we have accepted Christ, depends on us. We have to go into all the world and tell other people about the good news so that when they also receive Christ, they can also have that peace. That is the way peace on earth would come. Amen? So, how do we make peace with God, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture is clear. When a person believes in Christ and accepts him by faith and accepts the sacrifice that he made on the cross for our sins, God forgives our sins. And we have peace with God through the sacrifice that has already been made for us. My question to you is, Have you made that decision? Have you decided to accept Christ into your life? If not, today is your day. Again, today is your day. Do not let the opportunity pass you by. Have you by faith accepted Christ into your heart so that Colossians 1.20 that we we read earlier, that through the blood of his cross, you can make peace with God and be reconciled to him? If you have not, today is your day. Accept him, be reconciled to God, and have peace reign in your heart. In John 3, 16 and 17, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only John wrote, For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Jesus came, brothers and sisters, friends, so that you and I can be reconciled to God and have peace with God and have peace in our hearts and have peace on earth. Peace on earth is possible. It is possible because Christ has come and died for us. It is possible because we can accept the finished, his finished work on the cross, and accept him into our hearts. Get Jesus, I say. I will finish by quoting uh, excerpts from uh, an article written by a guy named, and I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, Sabi Stres- Streski. Never mind, it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 wrote for... I mean, he's an editor with focus on faith, focus on faith and culture. And he wrote an article for Focus on the Family. And I've taken a few excerpts from it. And he wrote according to scriptures, the problem of peace runs far deep than we think, because it's primarily a vertical issue. It is between God and humanity. By birth and by choice, all of us are sinners, alienated from each other because we we are alienated from God. Our relationship with God desperately needs healing before all others. And only God can heal. Only God can make peace with us. He also went on to say, And that is precisely why he did, and that is precisely what he did when he sent his son into the world to save his people from their sins. He adds At the birth of Jesus, the angelic hosts weren't mouthing vague platitudes to the shepherds, they were announcing a unique historical event. God had entered the world in the form of a human being in order to reconcile a sinful humanity to himself. The peace that Jesus offers is radically different from the world's peace because it doesn't depend on circumstances. It doesn't depend on human relationships, but only on our relationship with him which he has secured by his own sacrifice. In fact, far from envisioning peace in the earth, Jesus promised turmoil and trouble. And yet, even this will pale in comparison to the peace believers enjoy with him. He's saying, no matter the troubles you experience when you have accepted Christ into your heart, those troubles will pale in comparison with the peace that Christ gives you when you accept Him into your heart. Um, Sabi Stresky goes on to say that peace on earth, it won't come through political or economic incentives, it won't come through education, it won't come through technology or contact with space aliens. But, in fact, it has already come. Amen? Amen. Peace on earth is already here. Entering the world with angelic fanfare at the birth of Christ. Peace on earth is already here. And he goes on to conclude this way. And it will come to full fruition at Christ's return. Under his perfect reign in the new heaven, And the new earth, that is a Christmas hope worth celebrating throughout the years forever. Amen. Peace on earth is already here. With the birth of Jesus Christ came peace on earth. But you and I need to accept the gift that he's offering us. By the sacrifice, his sacrifice on the cross. So that we would have that peace and be a Of that peace on earth amen so if you're here and you have not yet asked Jesus into your heart today is your opportunity we prayer partners are going to come in front and if you want somebody to pray with you if you want to do so this is your chance we are going to bow out bow down our heads and uh, 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 we are going to close with a few songs And I'm going to pray a short prayer, but as soon as I finish and the song starts going, come forward, and let's pray with you. Amen. Peace on earth is yours, and you are peace on earth's ambassadors. Praise the Lord.